Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting live on the Mix Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. All right, how you doing guys? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there all the time. My Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB, or you can like me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. Uh, or you can look at my blog at uh, cuttingroomfloorpodcast.blogspot.com. And I did do a crossover with uh, my good friend Casey Sheridan there. I always look forward to working with her where I wrote for her blog, and I put a link to that. And she wrote for mine, and we did a bit of a crossover piece on what we learned from our house pets. So I got a chance to um, have a little fun at my dog's expense. Uh, also wanted to give a quick thank you, as I always do at the top of the show, to Wolf. Uh, you can listen to him and his dear wife Susan every Friday night. Right here on the Mix Radio Network uh, from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Live from the Morgue podcast. I always like doing that show. And uh, congratulations to the uh, Wolf and Susan for having become parents over the last couple of weeks. So that's a big addition in their household. Uh, also, Michael Cardello, of course, who wrote that little uh, jingle for me at the beginning, never asked me for a dime for it, but he just said, just make sure that yeah, I get credit for it. So, Mike, consider it done for another week. Uh, really cool. I, I told him I wanted something that was a little bit business-like, but still sounded like kind of something like uh, like the Daily Show or the Colbert Report uh, when those were on. Uh, and, you know, I got that within an hour. It was really cool. Uh, <clears throat> on the subject of music, I just wanted to let you guys know that my first guest today, I, I'm actually doing a double again. I'm going to be doing another show at 4 o'clock over on, um, on TalkShoe. But uh, my first guest today, so, somebody I always look forward to having back because it's very rare that I actually get people on the show that I know in, I hate to say it, but real life. And, and uh, you know, Stephen and I have been friends for a number of years at this point. It's hard to believe it's been about five, eh, Steve? It's been about five, right? That's crazy yeah, no, how time flies, man. No, it's, uh, no, it seems like just yesterday I was meeting you for the first time, but uh, yeah. uh, he's a member of my Repeat Offenders Club, uh, which is, I'm proud to say, because he's been on here three or four times at this point. Uh, he's also an R&B artist, and he's done a lot of production work for a lot of other uh, independent uh, music artists, but he has also uh, very graciously acted as my producer on a number of occasions when I needed little edits and favors and things like that to get this, uh, this show a little bit cleaned up, and um, he's got a new album out coming out the 20th and uh timing worked out really well because it's only a couple of days from now uh hard to believe after this long in the business is his first album but it's a big one and we're going to be talking about that and it's called alone in the crowd uh angels slash demons and here to talk about it is my good buddy uh voice nagarko voice how are you hey first I'm really good, man. Thank you so much for having me again. This is my what, my third time. I feel like I'm just one of the family at this well, point. Well, no, I, I, the record for the the record is eight, right? And and uh, but, but I had you on once with uh, with Dinks, and then oh, true. And true, then true. I had and then I had you on at least one other time before, right? So I think this is this even before for you. I have to go back. This actually has to be the fourth time. I think well, it's the third time I, I come in, you know, as as the artist and 
but the fourth time in general being on your show because the first time was for the gamer nerds but yeah yeah it's crazy it's been oh that counts wow all right yeah 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 it counts it's true okay yeah. four times four times it is four, four times, times yeah. <laughs> don't tell dinks that no, uh, no, we won't tell that <laughs> so that, i mean this is a big week for you right what's going on yeah yeah so you go ahead i said what's going on well this week uh you know tuesday we're i'm releasing you know for the first time, my first, um, I guess, album, um, Alone in Crowd, like you said, Angels, Demons. Um, it's been, honestly, it's been five years in the making. It's a project that um, I started back in 2010. And, you know, due to, you know, label, I won't say label dispute, but, uh, you know, issues with, uh, you know, the album being released on time and not being released. You know, I wasn't able to release the album when I wanted to. And it caused me a five-year delay. But in that time, I recorded so much material and about you know, where I was in my life and where I am. And the album just kept transforming and changing. And before I knew it, I had this entirely new project. Um, and, and and I had so many songs. Honestly, the, so I won't say how many songs are just yet. I'll let you be the one to kind of talk about that. But um, there's a lot of songs, but there could have been easily even more songs on that album. And it took a long time for me to cut it down and really make it this cohesive story that it is right now. Well, okay, and, and I'll call this out for what it is, because I, I, I personally, I was dumbstruck when I when I saw this. And, and normally when you see an indie record specifically, that, that they generally tend to be even shorter than a, a standard album. Normally it's, I mean, it's routine for me to see albums that have like four or five tracks on them. Yep. Right? There's yep, sort yep. of mini albums at that point. You've got, did I get this right, 45? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Forty-five songs on, on the album. Yep. I mean that that I mean by any stretch of the imagination, that's a that's a tall order. I mean, are you like how many CDs or you know are, is this thing going on? Or are you you're primarily releasing it in the electronic format? Are you... Yeah, dude. I mean, the the challenge of releasing a forty-five song album on you know on a, on on disc was difficult so we're still working on how we're going to do that we're, we're talking to a few distribution companies about how we will make that happen but right now we're doing the you know digital releases and and i mean i really wanted to do a dig digital release because i think the the way the world is you know is evolving from a mu music perspective or even from a media perspective is digital um and i really wanted to monopolize on that um because you know a large portion portion of my fan base comes from my digital presence you know so online presence social media and I want to make it as easy as possible for them to get the music. So I said, you know what, this first release is going to go out digitally first, and you know, next year we'll talk about the, the, the you know, in-store um, releases. But for now, it's digital. Um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you could think of um, for an album to be available from a digital storefront, um, it'll be there. No, and you know, a lot of people equate the streaming thing, right, with being able to open up all your Christmas presents at once, right? That, that, yeah. that, that I mean, you took five years to do this, but. I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, a lot of people would come out with, you know, four or five albums in that time, right? The, yep, the, yep. I mean, all you're doing basically is releasing it. All you're doing, I should say, differently is kind of putting it out there in one big epic chunk, right? Yep, yep. I mean, I mean, people, you know, when, when people found out how many songs were on the album, a lot of people came to me, you know, outside of, you know, <laughs> the online presence and, you know, in person. And they said, you know, why, why did you come out with? you know, four albums instead and release them over time, you know, you know, starting with the first one on the 20th and just kept, you know, releasing different albums throughout the course of, you know, this year and next year. And I said, I could have done that, but I didn't want to because it's a chapter of my life that I really wanted the world to be, to get, you know, a full kind of telling of in one shot. And I didn't want to stretch it out because I felt like I'd be kind of downgrading myself. And at the same time, 
it, just the idea of stag, you know, staggering an album for that long felt like I'm kind of doing something wrong and, and, and mistreating my audience at the same time. And I said, no, I want them to get the full picture now. At the same time, it lets me move on from it and, you know, work on the different projects that I am working on and have my music, you know, moving forward, come out as it's being created, as opposed to waiting for these, you know, these five year time frames. Moving forward, the releases will be closer to when I made them, which will make it that much, you know, easier for me to want to have it out there and make it easier for it to be released, period. Now, now I, I'm listening to the language that you're using, right? And you know how I am with wordplay and things like that. But the, the way that I'm kind of picturing this in my head, uh, it's almost like a like a, a poetic autobiography for that period of your life. Would you? It it really it, it honestly is, and um, it's it's ironic that so the the album was actually supposed to come out earlier this year, but it got pushed to you know October twentieth. And at first, I was kind of annoyed at the fact that it kept getting pushed because of, you know, different reasons. Um, but then, you know, October 20 became, the, you know, the optimal day. And I said, fine, that's it. And then I actually even looked at, I broke down the day. So <coughs> October 20 is, you know, it's, you know, 2010, 2015. And it is, it's ironically, 2010 is when I started the album. So it just fell on, you know, a day that could be twisted to look like a five-year time difference. And, and I think that just made everything make that much more sense to me it's almost like the universe was, was telling me steven it's now this is the time to release this project and i just said okay okay universe it, it is time and um i decided to put it out there and like i said it's 45 songs but it could have easily been a lot more um but okay, i uh, had def- to def- cut def- it down you know define a lot more i mean are you talking about 10 more 15 more uh, oh no a lot more than that if I th- in the course of the five years um, just my own, you know, self-produced project, not even talking about stuff I've done with other producers, but my own, um, easily over a hundred, it could have easily been that much. And I had to cut down a lot and it was really painful because these are, they're kind of like my kids, <laughs> you know? Well, like, well I mean, kinda... you know, I, I hope you didn't, you know, I, I, I hope you didn't throw any of it away. Right. I, I mean, you know, that, that's the kind of thing that, that could stay in a filing cabinet and, and, you know, basically come back one day right you know you hear about authors doing that all the time yeah i think i think that one day um i will release kind of the 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 the, the vault kind of of music that never got to see the light of day and i think when i do do that i don't think i'm going to charge anyone for it i think i would really honestly release it as a free you know thank you to the fans for supporting me for so long and say hey here's all the stuff that was supposed to be on this project or that project but just never came out for different reasons you know, here, here is the material, but, but these 45 songs, honestly, um, when I listen back to this project and, and especially when it loops back to the beginning, it just feels like you've learned something about me in, in the last five years. And it's been an up and down roller coaster, right. Of, you know, good things and bad things, mostly bad, um, but also good things because I wouldn't be here without this fundamental support of the fan base that has really kept me going. So it really is in many ways, like you said, an autobiography of, of my la- of my life in the last five years. Well, I, I mean, I would argue, knowing you, uh, voice that that I mean, that quite frankly is a little bit of karma coming back to you too, right? Because I know that, that you're hugely supportive of other independent artists. I, I, quite frankly, I've benefited from your help on a number of occasions too. I mean, it's it's good to see that you know that kind of investment pay dividends too. I would I would gather, right? No, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm re- I'm really you know thankful. And when it comes to other artists and, and such, I mean, I'm I'm a 
I love music, period, and I love arts, and, and I love, I just love creativity, period. doesn't matter what form it falls under. And when I see people doing things that are unique, um, whether, whether you know, it be, you know, painting or even a new technology, whatever the case is, if it's unique and they're really passionate about it, then I'm going to be passionate about it for them as well. And I'm right. going to use whatever outlets I have to help them get the, you know, the, the visibility, to get them, to, to help them get that light that when I started, I couldn't get and nobody was willing to help me get. Um, I'm, I'm now, you know, in a position where I can help people out. And, you know, it's the same thing as you. I mean, you, you're, you're putting out this, 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 your, 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 your podcast and you're helping, you know, people get seen. Um, and, you know, it's because of, you know, people like you, artists like myself or, you know, creators like myself really can be seen. So I guess I, I want to say a big thank you to you because in many ways I wouldn't be as far as I am without, you know, that kind of support. Well, you know, this works, uh, this works well for both of us, right? So, uh, now I know that this, I mean, it had to have been, you know, a huge undertaking because not only have you, have you got these things produced, but you actually wrote every last one of them yourself, right? Yeah, yes, yes. So, I mean, I wrote all the songs, I mean, I wrote all the songs, period, um, but I wrote all the parts that are me, you know, singing, but there are, there, I do feature some artists and, and one thing I like to do is let artists artists be themselves. I would never tell an artist to sing something that I want them to sing. I want them to, to take what I've given them and have them kind of transform it into themselves. Um, so it does feature some artists, and 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 um, they have the, they had the leeway to to you know put in their own lyrics and you know and and record as they saw fit. Uh, but all the the songs, um, all the sorry, sorry, all the portions of the songs that I'm, you know, fully in, are fully written by myself. Yes. No, and, and I uh, that, that was going to be one of my uh, my next questions was, this, you know, are there any? Because I know you you like to weave in, and I, I've heard you do this yourself on other artist tracks, whether it was just a sort of a a vocal cameo, for lack of a better word, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. you, you do have some of that there. Yeah, I do. So I have some um, some 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 definitely some some artists uh, featured in this project and. I chose to work um, for this project anyway with artists that are really close to home. So close. I, I really didn't want to necessarily go out of my way to to go get the big names, you know, just because it would, you know, give me that much more buzz. I really wanted this project to be personal and not one that's just kind of blown out of proportion for the sake of publicity. Um, so artists and, and, and like an artist, for example, Swift KID um, that I worked with. I mean, we've been working together for I think almost a decade now. At this point, um, he's actually grown. To, he's actually done a lot of work and you know become you know pretty big on his on his end um, with songs he did. For example, Hey 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 that he did a few years ago that you know went platinum in different parts of the country. So he's done really well for himself. Himself. Um, I worked with other artists. Uh, actually, the most recent collaboration was an artist in Australia. Um, her name is Sarah Maxwell, and I found her on Instagram. And I heard some some snippets of stuff she had done, and I loved it. And I just reached out to her and said, "Would you mind doing a song?" And that song turned into the last recorded project for this album, actually, which was actually done about a month ago. <laughs> we actually wrapped up that song about a month ago. Um, and uh, even an author that you and I both know really well, um, Kim Mecca, um, yeah. Yeah. she actually features as the introduction to the to the album. Uh, she actually wrote this uh, this um, this piece that really allows the listener to be okay with jumping into forty five songs. Well, no, no, that's cool too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna I'll tell you what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna run one now. So you guys yep. are gonna get a sneak peek of what's happening on Tuesday. Uh, what can you tell us about the first uh, number that we've agreed to play here, boys? 
so the the first song is called uh, Relapse, and it's actually one of the most recent songs written for the for the project, and it's a song about um, about falling back into a pattern that you thought you had grown out of. Um, and this came actually came this song actually came from um, seeing uh, one of my long term exes a few months ago and having these feelings kind of refester. Um, and I, I just needed to write that get out of get it, you know out of my system. So that's what the song is called. It's called Relapse. It's one of the most emotional songs on the uh, on the album. All right, we're gonna tee that up right now. And uh, so, voice of you, just want to hit mute there for uh, a couple of minutes, and then we'll be back to ask you a couple more questions. You got it. All right. So off of the upcoming album, Alone in a Crowd, Angels and Demons, uh, this is a Voice on the cutting room floor. The artist himself. We're only trading places You stand where I belong hey, hey. You've mirrored all my faces There's just no moving on
And that was Relapse by Voice Nagoka, and with me on the show today is Voice Nagoka. A, voice, a nice little ballad that you got there, right? Very, oh, thank you so much. Very, very pensive, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it's meant to be uh, extremely reflective and to, to also make the, the audience kind of pull back into themselves and think about, you know, moments in their own lives, whether or not it's related to the way I see it is irrelevant. It's about themselves, about their own personal journey. Now, I, we were talking before about how you were grateful for the support that you, you've had over the last little while. But, I mean, you've had, even already, you've had, you've had quite a little uh, flurry of, uh, of press activity, too, right? You've actually gone out on other interviews, and, and uh, I was reading the Concordia, and one of those was, uh, got a hold of you? Yeah, yeah, so uh, Concordia, um, I did a, a, a piece for them. Um, and, I mean, I love what they, what they wrote. Uh, we actually had... It's, a, it's, it's an interview that uh, kind of we, we started working on actually a few months ago, and then you know towards uh, the beginning of this month we we, we finalized it, and, and and then yeah it went out, and there so they broke the news about the forty four the forty five songs. It's funny because when I when I was talking to them about the about the album, I kind of really you know really you know slipped out the forty five songs, but I really wasn't thinking about that being such a big deal. I think because I think when you're so close to a project, you don't realize what's a big deal and what's not. And so I mentioned the 45 songs, and then, you know, when the interview went live, that was kind of the, the main topic. And that's when I realized that it was a kind of a huge deal because everyone was talking about it. And, yeah, it was a pleasant, it was a pleasant um, article. And, you know, I've been, you know, reached out to by, you know, different, um, you know, press outlets. And, you know, they've been gracious, gracious enough to, uh, to put me on there. And I think for me it's always – it always feels like, you know uh, – like I'm floating on cloud nine when that happens, because in my mind, I still don't think that I necessarily deserve all that attention. And, and then I get it. And it's always such a, I'm so privileged and I feel humble at the same time that people, you know, connect to the, to my music. And it's, it, you know, it, it's something, you know, no, it, it's a high, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I can relate to that too, because every once in a while I'll get contacted by email out of the blue from somebody I've never heard of that says, yeah, I listened to your show and I actually want to come on and do it. Or I know, or better yet, a publicist will come on and say, look, I got a couple of clients that I want to refer you, and I've never heard of these people at all. You know, but, yeah, you know, it's it's proof that somebody's listening, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, and honestly, you 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 totally deserve it because your show is amazing. So yeah. But uh, well, thank, again, thank you. But uh, now, just in terms of you know the, the actual event itself, right? What are you going to be doing to to actually release it? Okay, so I mean, there's there's a lot of marketing behind uh, behind the release, and um, there's some stuff I just can't talk about yet. That's fine. Um, but but uh, but um, there is something actually following up on this project this year that I can't really talk about yet. But there is something coming, um, and it's all meant to tie all the loose ends. And I think starting next year, well, actually not not I think, but starting next year, early on next year, we're we're gonna start the whole quote unquote tour process for the. For the album and you know take it across you know canada across the states etc um and uh, and at the same time just you know I can, i'm just continuing to work with other um other artists from different parts of the world because um a i love collaborating and b it helps me get my name out there to places that i wouldn't necessarily be in um just by myself 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's, we're just going to continue that flurry of, of, of marketing and, and, and push and continue to, um, I guess, continue to put out music and yeah. So you, you are still doing production work then for other people? Yeah, production work. Um, also, you know, just featuring on their own songs, but also ha- working with other producers. So there's a that's your producer in Montreal. I work a lot with. His name is uh, Sooks. Um, we do a lot of stuff together. In fact, um, all the shows we've done this year, me and him have done them together. Um, and and then usually when I work with producers, it's 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 usually you know one or two three songs. Um, and it's not because I don't like working with them. It's just because you know I like to you know mix around and do different kinds of projects. But he's the first producer that I've actually really sat down with and actually worked on another full-fledged project the thing i'm talking about there that i'm not really talking about um <laughs> about that next project and and the reason why i work with him so easily is because in many ways from, from a music perspective he reminds me of oh uh voice are you there myself because he puts his emotion okay we've got a bit of a connection issue uh we're going to be trying to get uh voice back here but uh yeah we've got a bit of a problem with uh with Skype. So again, we were talking about his album. I am going to be playing another one of his uh, songs in a couple of minutes if I can get uh, voice back on here. But uh, if you'll just bear with me and uh, we're just going to keep on trucking. And um, I actually said keep on trucking on my show. Jeez. Uh, okay. So <laughs> what we're going to do, uh, I'm actually going to try to get back on the Skype here and we're going to have Mario Roca on in the uh, second half. Now, this is going to be a fun one too, because Mario is a uh, professional stuntman who is uh, uh, actually working on another film uh, through another friend of ours called uh, Leo Savoli. And uh, this was kind of a last-minute opportunity, but we're going to be trying to get him on there, too. Uh, So let's just see if we can get Skype to cooperate. Uh, Yeah, we're just going to try to... Voice, I can see it, and we're just going to try to... Yeah. All right. Hello. Yeah, I got cut off and had to do a little bit of tap dancing. So, uh, <laughs> no right. problem. It's uh, it's Canadian radio. We had a frost <laughs> last night and whatever. It's the gremlins again. Um, okay, so what I'm going to have to do here, voice, is I'm just going to see if I can try to patch Mario Roca in. And uh, th- this is actually going to be a fun interview, too. He's actually a professional stuntman um, okay. out in L.A. with over 70 film credits. And he's got black belts in Taekwondo and Hapkido, so I don't think we want to screw with him. No, no, no. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, so let's just see if I can get Mario in here. Says he's online. Hello, Casey. This is Mario Rocha. Hey, Mario. It's uh, Casey Ryan here. How are you? Great. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Great, great. So, uh, Mario, I just wanted to introduce you to a, a good friend of mine here, Voice Nagoka, who's uh, an R&B artist out of Montreal with me. And, and uh, he actually has an album coming out on Tuesday that's been five years in the works. So we've been talking all about that. Wonderful. Hey, Mario. Nice to meet you. And uh, hey. Voice, as nice I was to telling you, Mario is, uh, comes to us as a referral from Leah Savoli, who I've introduced you to, I think. And yep. uh, he actually is a, an experienced stuntman who's, gonna, who's working on another project called Saving Sarah that's going to be the, uh, the focus of the discussion in the second half here. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what I'm going to do, Voice, uh, first of all, uh, my last question for you, and then we're going to play one more number, and then we're going to come back to talk with Mario. Uh, where can people go to either buy an advanced copy of this or keep track of what you're doing? 
Sure. Um, so, I mean, right now, I mean, it's, it's on iTunes, Spotify, etc. But, uh, you know, all the links are on, you know, voicemusic.com. So, V-O-Y-C-E music.com. The album's actually, so it comes out Tuesday, but it's, a, it's available for pre-order right now on iTunes at a discounted price. So it's $9.99 usually, but you know, until Tuesday, it's $6.99. And if you pre-order it, you get access to two of the 45 songs um, you know, to listen to before the, it, it officially comes out on Tuesday. Okay, great. And uh, what can you tell us uh, very quickly here to tee up um, High Enough? Okay, so, so High Enough is actually not on uh, Alone in the Crowd. It's actually a song I did recently with a producer from Germany called, named um, I Am Toby, um, fantastic producer. So he reached out to me. Um, he sent me that instrumental, and I loved it. And I just said, you know what, why not? So I, 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 you know, I wrote to the song, recorded it, sent it back to him. He loved it. He mixed it and mashed it on his end, um, and, and that was it. Um, and we decided to give it away as a, as, a free, as a free piece, as a free you know, thank you to both our fan bases. Um, online and it's available again on his so it's available on his SoundCloud but you can just go to voicemusic.com again and you'll there'll, there'll be a link to it and you can go download it for absolutely free all right all right so uh, we're gonna do the Hollywood rock and wrap up with uh, with Jason Hadley this is a little feature that we incorporate at the uh, the bottom of the hour uh, I'm gonna play high enough by voice here and then we're gonna be back to talk with Mario Rocha uh, so Mario if you could please just mute up for a couple of minutes and we'll be right back to talk with you sounds good all right It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Esquire magazine named Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark this year's Sexiest Woman Alive. The Fame magazine named her Sexiest Woman Alive during the show's hiatus to ensure she met all three qualifications. Gwyneth Paltrow is currently pitching a new TV series that's said to be like Glee, but for adults. Though it's set in a high school, Glee's already meant for adults. Well, more specifically, the adults that by law have to let you know they've moved into the area. Accused of stealing a camera from a paparazzo, Suge Knight and comedian Cat Williams will be standing before a judge answering to robbery charges. The photographer seeks immediate justice for the theft of her camera, or in other words, she's trying to turn a negative into a positive. Yoko Ono revealed in a recent interview that her late husband and former Beatle John Lennon had a thing for both women and men. At least now we know what John really meant when he said, imagine all the people. And that's the Hollywood Rockin' Wrap-Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rockin' Wrap-Up. Supposed to do hey. when I keep thinking about my life with you. 
looking for a way to pass the night Cause I don't ever seem to sleep without you So I light it up till I'm burning up Oh yeah, don't you wanna fly with me, me? Take another spin around the planet I'll be weightless with my sadness Oh yeah, don't you wanna fly with me, me? Take another spin around the planet I'll be weightless with my sadness There's no ground without you high enough uh by i am toby and voice and again you can find that at voicemusic.com and a uh, big thank you to my buddy who stopped by today uh so my guest in the second half of the show voice if you're on uh, uh feel free to do uh, i know that you got a lot of work to do this afternoon so i'll definitely be catching up with you in the next couple of days um my guest in the second half of the show is mario rocha and i i gotta apologize because i mispronounced that the first time i uh, i actually said his last name he comes to us as a referral from leah savoli who is one of the best friends that i've made in the process of doing this show uh <coughs> excuse me mario uh just to give you some information on him uh, as i mentioned before is an experienced stuntman with over 70 imdb credits to his name uh, and he also holds black belts in Taekwondo and Hapkido, so you don't want to screw with Mario. Uh, <laughs> he's working to, on, a, on another film, uh, on another film uh, with a, uh, one of his production partners, uh, Kevin Burreal. And just to give you a, an idea of the level of knowledge, uh, Kevin's the director of this thing, uh, Sarah, Saving Sarah is the name of it. Uh, and he also has a background in martial arts where he's won over 30 gold medals during his career. So, I mean, these guys are very clearly two uh, guys that know what they're doing come in terms of martial arts. And as a fan of the sport myself, quite frankly, I find it really cool to have, him, have uh, Mario on. So, uh, without further ado, did you talk about his, uh, his new project, uh, Saving Sarah, which is on the crowdfunding circuit right now. Uh, the cutting room floor proudly welcomes for the first time uh, Mario Rocha. Uh, Mario, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute pleasure to be here with you. So you say you're a fan of, uh, I know that we're going to talk about me, but what have you practiced? What's your foundation in martial arts? I don't have a foundation. I'm just a big, big fan of the sport. So I, uh, I, I, I watch it every chance I get to it, but I, I haven't actually practiced myself. So Very cool. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it since I was a little boy. I actually happen to have a three and a half year old, and I'm just about to get him started on blocks. Uh, so that if any other uh, toddler tries to hit him, he can swipe that attack out of the way. I began when I was five years old with Ed Parker Sr. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, he's the man who taught Elvis uh, karate. So I learned with Ed Parker Sr. when I was five years old, when I was a little boy, and then carried on to various other forms of martial arts, including judo, uh, taekwondo, and hapkido, as mentioned, including tai chi and uh, and uh, some actually mime work. And you go like, wait a minute, how does miming come into play in your life? Uh, as I became a stuntman uh, and an actor, uh, miming actually helped quite a bit in breaking down, uh, in, in telling a story, in having the movement come across on a screen. And all of this leads to today, to saving Sarah, which I'm really excited to produce with uh, my my friend, 
Kevin Burrill. Now, now, okay, I mean, this is, uh, I've, I've seen some really cool promo videos and stuff like that. You guys have got a really good job up there, right? Awesome. Um, so what exactly, uh, for, for newcomers here, Mario, is this film about? Uh, Saving Sarah is essentially about three men trying to save their daughters. You have three guys all at different, uh, uh, different levels of um, – uh, some of them are good and some of them are, are not so good. We have one guy who's a crime boss, and he has a daughter who he's very uh, – I like to say protective of, but very um, – uh, he doesn't treat her very well. And he actually treats her as, an, as his object, as his possession. So when she's taken away, he is hell-bent on getting her back. Not so much because he loves her, because she was taken away from him. You then have this guy named Caesar, who I will actually play. I work for him, uh, for the crime boss. I'm not really his greatest fan. As a matter of fact, I don't like him at all. But I need the income so that I can then save my own daughter, who's in the hospital. So I have to pay for her medical bills. Uh, so my conflict comes in that he uh, uh, he's always wanted to protect uh, the 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 daughter, but when it comes time to it, he needs to bring her back into this horrible situation so that I can continue paying for my daughter's medical bills. And finally, we have the lead of the movie. The lead of the movie is named Wade, and he has um, he used to be a police detective, and as a police detective, he. Um, specialized in child abduction cases. Now, unfortunately, eight years ago, his own daughter was abducted. And no matter what he could do, he could never find any leads uh, on how to get her back. Because of this, he became an alcoholic. And eventually, he completely botched a case and retired. So now, you jump to where the movie is. Eight years uh, have passed. And a woman comes out of the blue and says, I know how you can get your daughter back. But in order for that to happen, you need to abduct my own daughter from this horrible ex-husband crime lord. Well, now he's faced with the conflict of whether or not to do that, to become everything he's always fought against his entire life so that he can get his own daughter back, Sarah. Now, and uh, I mean, this, there's a lot of overlapping plot lines in this from, uh, from the sounds yeah. of things. And uh, I, I guess, how did this come about? I understand that this was from a script that, that I, I guess Kevin wrote, right? Yes. Yeah. Kevin wrote this script. He, uh, Kevin is an amazing martial artist. And he went to New York Film Academy in Los Angeles and studied directing and every aspect of filmmaking. And he's actually been very conflicted leading up to uh, making the decision to really make this his first feature film about six months ago. Uh, whether or not to have it be completely focused on martial arts uh, and perhaps have it be a martial arts comedy uh, based on his, one of his uh, idols, Jackie Chan, uh, or, or whether to be a more of a dramatic action thriller. And he actually has two scripts that he's been working on. One is an action comedy and this one being the action thriller with a, a, a lot more dramatic um, uh, intent behind all the action. So, so every so, fight that you'll see in this movie has a purpose uh, and is going to be brutal to the point and has uh, really saving these girls uh, as the object. So less Jackie Chan and say more Chow Yun-Fat, right? Uh, sure, Chow Yun-Fat. Uh, Maybe a little bit like Taken, a very direct movement, a very brutal movement. 
these are guys who are hell-bent on getting their daughters back. And frankly, if you're going to be in my way, uh, you're going to get dropped. Now, uh, in addition to, to actually having one of the, the bigger parts from my, my understanding of it, uh, you also mm-hmm. did double duty as a producer on this, right? Yes. Uh, I have, uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, I have over 70 IMDb credits. I began as an actor uh, with a martial arts background. I went to UCLA where I studied music and theater, uh, actually. And uh, I've done a lot of stage work. I actually worked for Disney for a while. And uh, using my martial arts background, I learned camera angles. Uh, I started to cut my teeth on other student productions like New York Film Academy, Chapman University, UCLA, LMU, uh, Los Angeles Film School. And I started coordinating and fight coordinating movies for student productions, which have an association through SAG, which I am. I'm a SAG actor. I have a couple commercials under my belt. Uh, and I have about uh, amongst those 70 IMDb credits, I just have some features that came out, including The Chemist, starting, uh, starring Olivier Gruner, Martin Cove, and Patrick Kilpatrick. Uh, some of you may remember Martin Cove from The Karate Kid, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick from Minority Report, and it was so much fun being the stunt coordinator on that feature and having a small part. Um, I just recently uh, wrapped a movie with Dolph Lundgren where uh, I got to rough up one of my idols. It was such a huge <laughs> pleasure to, to get Dolph Lundgren, who's six foot three, I'm six one. But when he walks into the room, he looks like he's seven feet tall. Uh, and I was playing this corrupt Mexican cop, uh, go figure, and uh, with a very thick Mexican accent. Uh, you know, you cannot come into my cr- country and cause trouble. Uh, and uh, I got to so point cool. a huge gun at him and smack him around. And then I later get to interrogate him before I get my comeuppance. But uh, I was, I've really been looking forward to saving Sarah uh, because I'll have one of the primary leads and uh, so to go back to your actual question, uh, with all this experience, uh, stunt coordinating movies, doing fight choreography, uh, I, when Kevin asked, brought me the script and asked me if I would produce it with him, I said, absolutely, I will do everything in my power uh, and be as organized as we possibly can to bring this script uh, to life, which he plans to shoot in Connecticut, his hometown. Okay, in in, uh, in the state of Connecticut, or, or the yeah, okay. uh, actually, yeah, in Connecticut. From uh, he's from there, and he wrote the entire script so that it can be based in this kind of stark winter, yeah, yeah. Uh, practically dead land. And we're going to shoot later next year uh, with snow in the ground. And I've never been to Connecticut. I've been to New York, uh, but never in the winter. And I'm I'm a California boy, born and raised. I, uh, I'll have to buy a jacket or two. I, uh, no, I, I lived in Connecticut for a little while, believe oh. it or not. You know what, what part you're going to be in? Uh, you know, it, it's um, it, uh, Hartford. Is that in, That's in Connecticut, right? Uh, yeah, well, Hartford is one of the bigger cities. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I was down in um, South Fairfield County, just on the other side of uh, the bridge to New York there. I was, I, I was uh, down there for, for business for a few months. But uh, no, it's, it, it, that, it, it doesn't lend itself well if you don't like winter <laughs> but i'm from montreal so we we pretty much have to learn to live with that up here so, uh, so just drink uh do, do i should i bring tequila or do how do you keep warm oh well yeah whatever your weapon of choice is you know tequila brandy anything will do it you know? nice but, 
but uh and and uh yeah like i said just uh make sure that you have a vehicle that lends itself well to driving around in deep snow uh how deep uh it depends i mean like when i was there i mean it it wasn't that big a deal i mean we're going back 10 and 15 years but but i mean we we got about a foot and a half in one day and and you know for us canucks that's really no big deal we still go to work anyway but i mean they didn't have the snow removal equipment to be able to get rid of the stuff right so that everybody just kind of stayed home (laughs) i mean i reported to work anyway and my boss said yeah okay well i knew the canadians were going to make it but we don't go out in weather like this so they they sent us back but um all that to say so you're going to be in connecticut in the winter which uh and uh but your your project right now uh, actually mario is on uh, the crowdfunding trail is that right Absolutely. We're looking for funding through Kickstarter. Uh, you, you could easily spend, you know, uh, generally a low-budget SAG movie is anything that's $3 million and below. We're not looking for anything anywhere near that. Kevin Burrell is a very accomplished, award-winning uh, short. Uh, he, he's done many award-winning shorts. As a matter of fact, in the last couple of years, he received a few awards at Action on Film Festival. Uh, which Del West runs, and he received, uh, I think he's had over three awards uh, in the last couple of years, including one that I fought. I fought him uh, on screen in, in a kitchen fight called uh, Mandavo, uh, which was really cool, and we did an enormous warehouse fight with, I think, over 20 different guys uh, that also got him an award for choreography, and just recently, we did a promo trailer video, which you saw, um, teaser trailer for the movie that we have. A lot of people think the movie's done because the trailer looked so good. It won an award at the Action on Film Festival, but we haven't even shot the movie. Uh, he shot it in such a way that it told the entire story in, in a couple minutes uh, as if the movie is done, which is generally what happens uh, with a trailer. Uh, we created it as a teaser to get people excited for it, uh, which we really are. So, are we asking for $3 million? Absolutely not. Kevin has the absolute confidence that he can deliver a Hollywood picture on $30,000. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's a very much an indie guy. He went to New York Film Academy where he learned exactly how to be efficient. And, you know, we're not going to be sitting around a trailer for, for days and then, you know, decide to come out to shoot for, for 30 minutes. Uh, as some of these stars like to do. Uh, he's extremely efficient. Uh, because he knows action, he knows exactly... Uh, there's a lot of people who like to shoot masters and then cover so much, and you never use any of that footage um, when you actually edit it down. But because he's also an experienced editor, uh, he knows precisely what shots he needs, and that's exactly what he'll get. Well, so I mean, we're asking for $30,000. Yeah, it's good that you really have you know, somebody in there that can go in with the, the precision of a scalpel. And, and, oh, you know, get, absolutely. You know. um, I, I, without naming the project, I was recently hired to start and coordinate a TV pilot. And the director and producer was very excited. They told me exactly what they wanted. They wanted a lot of high flying, but they couldn't afford a crane to do the Hollywood you know, flying in the air. So uh, I got these two excellent stuntmen including Amy Johnston, who's doubled a lot of, uh, who recently doubled uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, for some of the Marvel, Marvel movies. And we designed an amazing three and a half, four minute fight. Well, unfortunately, their DP didn't quite know how to shoot action. And he spent so much time on the front end that we never got to shoot the entire thing. 
uh, towards the end, I realized this was going to happen, and I we changed it so that we we really got the middle part of the fight, got to the end so that they can cut it together. But uh, his inexperience, unfortunately, showed on that day, as uh, to me anyway, and uh, we wasted a lot of time that uh, we could have used to get a, a really cool fight. Kevin is not like that. Um, so with $30,000, we're asking uh, through Kickstarter, www.helpsavesarah. Uh, we were very confident that we can uh, show everyone um, how it's done. Now, I, I, one of the things I'm, I'm really curious about, and I'm, I'm going to say this at the risk of asking an ignorant question, but I, I'm really curious about this anyway. When you, I'm going to try to pick my words carefully, when you choreograph a scene, you know, a, a battle, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. How much movement to movement practice goes into it between you and the guy that you're facing off against? I mean, do you have to line up and do this, you know, a couple of dozen times until you get the routine right? I, I, you know, uh, is there a certain amount of improv that goes along with it? Like, you know, no. hopefully by the time you shoot, there's no improv. <laughs> uh, that's not to say that improv can't happen. Uh, hopefully, the two it really depends on who you're working with. Two experienced stuntmen uh, will be able to get learn the choreography fairly quickly and be able to ramp it up. When I say ramp it up, they start to. Uh, you always begin at zero, no matter who you're. you're you're, who you're fighting, uh, when you're learning something, you're going in slow motion. You're taking one punch. You're saying, I'm going to place it right here. It is very surgical as you're learning, particularly if you're teaching an actor or actress who isn't familiar with action. Um, people like to see, you know, the Tom Cruises of the world, and the, they like to see Scarlett Johansson do as much of the action as she possibly can. Right. Now, when it comes to those crazy flips, particularly when you... Uh, turn the camera on her back, it's most likely going to be someone like Amy Johnston. Uh, uh, but when you, you want to look at her, you want to see her deliver a punch, when I'm working with an actress, I'm going to take as much time as she needs. Uh, and, and really, it's a matter of safety. So production will have to wait. Hopefully, they've given me enough time, whether it's earlier in the day or earlier in the week, in, on these big-budget movies You'll have months to train an actress, but you don't always get that luxury. We're going to take as much time as we need to make it safe. First and foremost, uh, as stuntmen and stunt coordinators, uh, safety is al always our very, very first concern. All right, so let's just take the, that actress aside. We'll take two experienced stuntmen in this scenario. You have to learn the choreography. Uh, there's a lot of things that will depend on what you're going to do. One, the environment. Uh, let's just say it's a big kitchen fight, uh, as I did with Kevin. What can we use in the environment that's going to look cool? Can you slam someone up against the counter? Uh, can we grab a knife? In that case, we used knives. We used a cutting board. We used um, wine bottles to break over my head. We used a beer bottle. Uh, we trashed <laughs> that kitchen, which belonged to a friend of his. Um, but I, but I, I gather that when you're you're doing things like breaking bottles, that it, it's oh, yeah. you know, inside of sugar or whatever it is, right? That that. Uh... Um, yeah, they used to be sugar. They're now an acrylic uh, polymer that breaks down, so it's kind of more. It, it's a soft plastic. Okay. Uh, right. it, it holds up better. You can put liquid in it. Uh, it's not uh, the old sugar bottles, which some people still use. Uh, if you put liquid in them. And it'd be silly, you know, you often see, you know, all these, uh, a bar with a bunch of bottles and all of them are completely empty. 
Uh, and in this case, if the liquid's in them too long, the bottom falls out. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. Yep, because it's just eating the sugar. So, uh, uh, yeah, using break, you know, breakaways, a breakaway glass is a lot of fun. There's still some mass to it. So, you know, as stuntmen, we try to take away all as much risk as we possibly can. They're calculated risks. Uh, when you take a, a wine bottle to the head, you're still going to get a little bit of a bruise. You're still going to get a shiner. Um, you know, it, it's not like paper mache. It's, it's going to hurt, uh, but it's going to look really darn cool on camera. Well, and, and I mean, I, I, mean I, I would imagine if you're dealing with this acrylic, right, that you still got to worry about things like shards getting in your eyes and things like that too, right? That, that, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that, Absolutely. Uh, just to go into a, a quick uh, little discussion on safety. Let's just say uh, it's a beer bottle. Uh, you generally want to go for the crown of the head. Uh, you know, if you, most heads are ovals. If we return that into a rectangle, those, uh, uh, yeah, those four points of the rectangle are the hardest part of your head. Uh, that is where you're going to aim to hit a bottle. And it's generally going to come from the top down so that it's actually going away from your eyes. Uh, it's very natural when you get hit to close your eyes. So in that moment of impact, you can do that. Now, let's just say the person get hits, he gets hit with a bottle and he lands in a clump on the ground. Before we even call cut, the stunt coordinator will come over ask the stunt person if he's okay. He'll give him the high sign. We then will have compressed air uh, that you use on your keyboard that you sometimes will use on a camera lens to clean it. We'll use that compressed air particularly around the eyes because they can get extremely fine small particles. So we use that around the eyes. We'll use like a makeup brush to then clear away uh, anything that's also near the eyes and then a soft rag. Once that is done, we know that this person's not going to get hurt. We then can call cut, and everyone gives the stuntman a big applause. No, I, I, and it, it's good that you're you're going into that level of detail. That that yeah. uh, you know you're you're leaving no stone unturned in terms of that, yeah. which is uh, you know there's there's a science to the cleanup of it, which I, I, I think is kind of cool. Um, fortunately, Mario, I've had a lot of fun talking to you, but I, I do have to wrap this up. I just want to get in another plug for this crowdfunding campaign. You guys are sitting at roughly a third of where you need to be, and you've got about a week left. Is that right? That's right. We have over $10,000. We have over 100 backers, but we need a lot more people. We need uh, over 300 people to, to donate. We need $19,000 more, roughly. We have eight days to do it. We're very excited to make this movie. We know what we're doing. Kevin is an award-winning filmmaker. Uh, and uh, I have heaps of experience, and we we can't wait to deliver this movie and show the world what we can do. Okay, and again, this is on uh, Kickstarter, and if you just Google Saving Sarah with no H, by the way, S-A-R-A uh, movie, and uh, the director is Kevin Burrell, and we've been talking with uh, with Mario Rocha. Mario, uh, again, this this was a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, you'd be willing to come back at some point and, and do a follow-up with me, would you? I would love to, and we'll bring Kevin along. All right. Well, well, cool. I mean, this has been this has been great fun. So, I wish you nothing but the best of success. Uh, you know, tell Leah I said hi, and um, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good one. All right. Goodbye. All right. So that's going to about do it for us today. Uh, again, I'm going to be back at four o'clock over on Talk Show. Uh, I'm going to be talking with Ethan Dettenmeyer and Rosamund Donson, two good friends of mine. Uh, so until then, on behalf of my guests, Mario Rocha and Voice Nagoka, with a quick thank you again to Leah Savola. You've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Talk to you soon. Cut, print, wrap, and I am...
done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.